You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey, everybody, it's Kapow, the pop culture podcast, back once again. We're going to talk a little Star Wars tonight, one of our favorite topics. Hope you'll join us for the full episode. My name is Jordan. Hello. Yup, nub. I'm Cliff Barnes. <laughs> I'm Seth Skywalker. Sorry, I'm Seth Star Wars. Is that what she says at the end of the movie? I can't remember. <laughs> Star hey, Wars. according to my Facebook memories, we officially formed Kapow first week of April 2016, making this moment right now our seven-year anniversary of KPPness. That's pretty crazy. Did you say P? <laughs> I said KPP. <laughs> That's the no, title of the episode. <laughs> you say KPP. Seven years. <laughs> Professional. Uh, we all got microphones that work. Mm, we got seven years mm. under our belt. Never been better. I know. I think <sighs> the, the first anniversary, isn't that paper? So the seventh, that could be penis. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Could, Could be. be. Every day is PP penis day. <laughs> anyway, it's a big day. It's a big day, guys. Star Wars. Nothing Star Wars. What's going on in London? Oh, my goodness. Star Wars celebration. The gang's all back. Gang's all gathered over there. They do it somewhere different every year. Is that the idea? Um, it's been a few different places, but yeah, every I don't know every two or three years they do it. Um, it seems like over in London. Of course, you know a lot of the a lot of the uh, the movies were filmed over there, and uh, or at least parts of them. So there's obviously a big uh, a big following over there, just like here and. Yeah, they sometimes they're in they've been in Orlando, they've been in I think California several times, and it, it, it just gets moved place to place every few years. So, so they're so in of London. Of course, of course, there's going to be big breaking news and new footage and things <laughs> announced to this uh, gathered crowd. So, as we are recording, it is just brand new news today. Three new films announced. Pretty are you exciting. Psyched? Exciting. Yeah. They love to announce films. They oh, do. Yeah. We we don't always love to make them. But, Anyone but can fun. announce films. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think you understand how this works. <laughs> so yeah, it's always so fun. The big one was uh, Daisy Ridley is reprising her role as Rey as she leads a quote new Jedi Order. That was pretty surprising and pretty cool. Yeah, like I was, I was. The immediate shock of that, uh, that's that I had a positive feeling, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure that I would if you told me 
I mean, like, I, I think my first instinct normally I think I would not think of that positively <laughs> necessarily because it ended so stupidly or whatever, you know, but, uh, just the, yeah, I was wasn't... sick of it. I was full. I'd had my, <laughs> I'd ate too many helpings of it. Too many portions. Right. So now, yeah, well done. So now <laughs> it's been long enough, I think. That and I, they I can feel like pretend a lot of people make a movie. share my opinion that whatever was wrong with those movies was not her fault. Like, yeah, that's that's she was oh, fine. totally. Yeah. I I think she's great. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, she was great um, in, in all three movies, and I never felt any type of letdown towards her or. You know, even no, the, no, the no. Ray character was never terrible to me. I, I was always fine with her. I just hate that they sullied it with the Palpatine stuff. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. So. so let's retcon it and do something. Like, <laughs> exactly. I'm all about a retcon, baby. But so also, you know, set... oh, I was just going to say in announcing that now when, you know, we're right in a, in a Mandalorian season. Everybody, we just had Andor. Like, everybody's pretty... I think I won't say everybody, but you know, a lot of folks are pretty high on Star Wars right now too. So they're the happy Star Wars with fans it. are calm. Let's not <laughs> agitate them. <laughs> they're at peace. Yes. All right. So I said this one is set 15 years after Rise of Skywalker, where Rey will attempt to rebuild the Jedi Order as a Jedi Master, and it is directed by Oscar and Emmy-winning filmmaker Charmin Obeid Chinoy. It looks like she's done a lot of documentaries, hmm. and the only thing I really knew was two episodes of Ms. Marvel was her hmm. most familiar credit. So, fa fairly new filmmaker. Yeah, they seem to be um, the the studio though with, with Disney seems to be they've built up this collection of directors and um, writers and creative people at the helm that they seem to be you know kind of maneuvering through different. Star Wars and Marvel properties and stuff, trying to kind of keep it, you know, more or less in the, in, in, in the family. So we don't, we have talent there that we like that we can use on whatever project we need. Mm. Same everything. Netflix does that too. Like, yeah. You know, it's just like keep seeing the same actors in those shows. Anyway, that was pretty awesome. What else you got? Uh, the other film, from director James Mangold, who did Logan and Walk the Line and many other quality films. He's directing a pre-Old Republic film about the first Jedi to wield the Force and the, the origins of the Force. So that's pretty neat. The first Jedi, Jed. <laughs> Singular. <laughs> I mean, that's how they name religion. So we yeah. got Christian Christ, <laughs> Buddhism, Buddha, Jedi, Jet. You know what I learned today? What? French toast isn't named after the country of France. That's somebody's last name, like some dude at a pub who made it. It was originally French's toast with an apostrophe. Oh. But he was illiterate and didn't know how to write it. So he just wrote French toast. And that's wow. how it got his name. It has nothing to do with France. That's that is what about fries? What do you know about fries? I don't know nothing about fries. What about French? You didn't, you weren't like inspired to look that up. <laughs> I want to know. So I'm about... hoping we get, I hope something like, yeah, something like that with this movie. Yeah, it's just Jed in the force. French's mustard huh. is it the same guy? Did he learn? Did he, could uh... have been. He could have been a raconteur. 
<laughs> a real renaissance man huh. uh, so yeah we don't have a whole lot of details about any of this obviously uh, third film announced officially Dave Filoni mm. directing a film taking place between The Mandalorian and The Force Awakens on that timeline called it a cinematic event in the Mandalorian timeline about the escalating war between the Imperial Remnant and the New Republic because we've even talked about that, talking about the show, yeah. that you know this this takes place you know before the first order, like some of the stuff that we see happening is building you know, towards it. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna jump how we got from here to there in, yeah. a, in a big cinematic way. I'm pretty I'm pretty surprised to see Filoni take on a take on a movie like that. I mean, he's he's pretty new to live action. As a whole, you know, as far as his career goes, he doesn't he even a, direct an episode this season of Mandalorian. Yeah, I mean, he was, and he started out, you know, just animation guy. So interesting. I think it's a good idea. Put it on the big screen. People want to see that kind of stuff on the big screen. Like, well, I'm pretty sure John Favreau is involved with this too. I saw them in an in, from an interview today, um, commenting afterwards, and and just about, you know, they were kind of egging each other on about trying to, uh, Favreau was trying to get Filoni to spill, spill some information accidentally about it. So, so I'm pretty sure they're working together again. Cool. And again, this is just coming out today. So I haven't seen this, but apparently they showed some footage from the Acolyte that hasn't leaked as far as I know. Right this second, you may have already seen something. Um, This is set during the High Republic. The bad guys are outnumbered. They are underdogs. It was pitched as Frozen meets Kill Bill. I don't. I can't even fathom (laughs) what that means. Yeah. But I like those two words. (laughs) Do you want to kill a snowman? (laughs) And also a little footage from Skeleton Crew. So wait, is it this is a High Republic? So that's like those comics that yeah. I bought some of. And yes. This is pre Phantom Menace, post Jet. Yeah, yeah, after after the Old Republic, but before the original. <laughs> I just wanted to make a post Jet joke. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Now, <laughs> I did read because <laughs> they had the the uh, the cast on stage there, and the new Chewbacca, the the guy not. Of course, Peter Mayhew passed yeah, away, yeah, but yeah. the guy that plays him in Solo and right. um, everything since, uh, he is playing, he's not playing Chewbacca, but he is playing a Wookiee, and, he, and it's going to be the first live-action Wookiee Jedi. Yeah. So that that's pretty cool. Yeah. Kashikis. Which, is that Acolyte? Yes. Yes. Okay, okay. So yeah, that's a, that's a series, I assume. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus yep. series. Uh, Skeleton Crew, also a series. Jude Law, starring. With a bunch of kids. They, they call that Stand By Me meets The Goonies meets Star Wars. Mm. Again, okay. Uh, um, I, I, yeah, I like I'll the idea. <laughs> I hope they can pull. That's a, that's a lot to live up to. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you even say that. <laughs> But the footage we did get, series coming this August to Disney Plus, Ahsoka. Something's coming. 
something dark. I sense it. This is a new beginning. For some, war. For others, power. It's been a while. Things have changed. I started hearing whispers about Thrawn's return. heir to the Empire. We have to prepare for the worst. The Jedi fell a long time ago. There aren't many left. You got, the, you got the teaser trailer for that. What a trailer. This was not a trailer. I mean, this trailer is like a, that should be a little snack. This was a full on no, meal. No, a trailer, it was two minutes, two and a half minutes. That's what almost every trailer is. But, two and a half but there was oh, so much in it. Yeah. Oh my God. They wanted to knock your socks off. I had it no is. idea that Sabine was going to be. Mm, yeah. The whole crew. Yeah. Yeah, that was and yeah, Hera. Like, did we know that she was cast as Hera? Yes, that is. Um, oh, what is her I, name? She's I married, missed that, or I forgot it. She's married to. She's married to uh, to Ewan McGregor. Um, yeah, right. So, but yes, Mary we, Elizabeth Winstead. Yes, that's what we're talking about is going to be Hera from the uh, Rebels. Rebels. So I, yeah, I recognized all those characters. Like, oh, that's that. For, like, I, I don't, I haven't watched the animated shows, but I, I recognize them all as characters I've seen on you know, covers. Of and comics and, and, and Sabine, I didn't, I don't know that actress, but she looked perfect. She, you know, I was mm -hmm. like, yep, that looks looks like her live action. Yeah. So pretty sweet. And we just saw, uh, well, talk about, uh, we're gonna talk about those Mando episodes later. Yeah. But. We saw yeah. the guy. What's his yeah, name? Zeb. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we've seen the whole crew now. But, yeah, pretty awesome. I, you know, I was a big Rebels fan um, throughout that. I really enjoyed that series. And, uh, and and I'm pretty excited because, I mean, just in that trailer alone, I mean, you're clearly we're seeing the world between worlds. I mean, we've got the whole ghost crew there We and the big, you know, we only see the back of his head. But, I mean, hey, that's Thrawn. Yeah. We, get, we get a we get an heir to the uh, yeah, yeah. empire. Little uh, mention. They've been dying to say that. Oh, get you excited! <laughs> so, yeah, this was fan service to the max. And yes, I feel yes, like, yes. Yeah, I'm, I feel I'm, like yeah. I don't know how this series happens, and we don't get some sort of new Luke Skywalker cameo in an episode somewhere. We have probably. To. Oh, they they're not gonna stop doing that till he's dead gone. So. <clears throat> so 
yeah, I'm I'm super excited about it. I thought that trailer looked awesome. So many things to to look at. August, and right? They August, said August yeah. for that, yes. and at some point this year is Skeleton Crew. Yes, we don't know when that is. Probably after that. Yeah, I would assume. And we got the announcement, or I don't. Did they announce previously that Andor was getting season two? They did, didn't they? We yeah, they the, we got the yeah. timeline for it. So yeah, they're August. filming. They're filming now through August, I think. They like they're filming. They've got months of filming left. And then it premieres. It's next year. Yeah, twenty twenty four. I think. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Exactly. Oh, so. that's freaking awesome. That show makes them all look <laughs> bad. <laughs> I don't know that they, it makes they, them they look had... bad, but I mean, it's it's certainly uh, it's adult Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, wasn't one of the last headlines about how Star Wars was slowing down. We're not going to put out as much. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're right. Well, they're going to stop. They're not going to put out a lot, but they're going to announce some yeah. stuff. <laughs> Just keep you excited. Uh, one other little trailer they snuck in outside the Star Wars realm. We got the full trailer for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yeah, I, I had to set that one out. I felt like I've already seen enough. Anyway, I don't want to watch any more trailers. I watched I watch it. the movie. <laughs> I know you watched it. I want to watch the movie. It didn't give away too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still am not 100% sure what timeline we're talking about and right. yeah. what this Destiny dials up i did like the line where fleabag says you've taken your chances made your mistakes and now a final triumph I'm like that's a little on the nose for the you're talking you're not talking about indiana jones himself you're talking about the the franchise here you made some yeah. mistakes but now a final triumph so a little meta there in the trailer yeah good line by sala too so always cool to see him <laughs> So yeah, I, uh, I, I thought it was cool. I, I'm, I'm. It's a good first day, of whatever. Yeah. I'm sure they'll announce more that we. Yeah, have. there's a full weekend to come. I'm sure there's other news that we won't get yeah. to at this that's, juncture. That's what I was thinking today. I was like, after all this came out, I was like, God, what are they going to do tomorrow? What, what could they possibly throw at me tomorrow? So I'm excited. All right. All right. All right. Hey, uh, there was some. Very relevant news to us. Pipe in that theme music. Pearl Mother. Pearl Mother. What's your what's the deal with the old Ike? Oh, real life super villain Ike Perlmutter has officially been let go by Bob Iger and and the Disney company. He is gone. They sent him packing. I never thought I'd see the day until he croaked. Um, Yeah, so it's the interesting... Long long time topic of our fascination. Oh, yeah. We have have a a huge, a plethora of history with uh, Perlmutter and his news stories going back to our earliest days. Is that our 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 first song? To do on our anniversary to talk about promoter. Let's bring it all full circle on the uh, seventh anniversary. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what episode it was way back in the day, but at some point there was a there was a night when we were first started podcasting, and um, 
what happened? Somebody wasn't going to, maybe Seth, Seth was bringing all the news stories. Was that the deal Probably. back then? And you weren't going to be able to make it to a recording one night. So at like a, the very last minute, Jordan half <laughs> reads a story about Ike Perlmutter <laughs> and, uh, and this lawsuit. This, yes. Lawsuit. Yes. <laughs> And it, it just, it, it, he got it about a quarter right um, from the official story, but, but his version was better than anything you'd ever heard. And <laughs> we turned it into basically an, an entire episode about Ike and, and it, we just ran with it from there. Um, it was one of the best things we, we ever did was, uh, was coming across that news story about his tennis disputes and lawsuits and everything. So, um, so to continue that on, yeah. So Isaac Perlmutter, who I thought was, you know, didn't really have much of a, a say so anymore, uh, with the company, but, but in these, uh, in these layoffs, Disney announced a while ago, they were going to do thousands of, of layoffs and uh to cut cost or whatever the reasoning was but they were not I going saw, to be I saw the reported aim being the elimination of 7000 jobs or 4% of their global workforce was but, the, the yes. goal but most of them were not set to be like frontline cast members so they weren't going to be you or i that you know is making 20 bucks an hour or 20, you know, whatever they're, you know, the, the low level guys, um, working a, you know, a popcorn stand in a theme park somewhere. These were going to be more mid-level executives is what we were told. So it was a little surprising when, uh, when, when the story hit that, that Ike and some of his team, um, were the first ones to be thrown out the door, which I was very excited because I knew we'd talk about it a little bit. Um, the, the, the surprising thing to me was a little bit of feedback that from just reading online, people kind of defending him. And I was just like, do you know who this man is? This is the Lex Luthor of our time right here. He's well, there's this weird thing that in that he saved Marvel in the nineties from bankruptcy. Like he came in and yeah. kept it from being liquidated. So like, I'm sure there's some feeling of woo, the savior of Marvel and then right. that's all they know him from. Perhaps. Yes, he's also the reason why we don't have you know Captain America in in Disney World. He you know he sold in doing that he sold off movie rights. He sold off theme park rights. He sold he sold everything he could possibly sell to other companies to to try and you know influx some cash, I guess. But um, that was a long time ago. So basically, now he's just this little old dude that tends to cause trouble wherever he goes because he's grouchy and, and a tightwad and you name it. Um, he's fought with Kevin Feige now for several years over, over, uh, Marvel studio decisions and, and, uh, movies and storylines and things like that. So he just, he just seemed to pick the wrong fights. Like <laughs> he went after Kevin Feige, the most powerful, profitable executive yeah. they have. And then was like, cut away from the whole movie like they cut the movie off into its own sector and like mm -hmm. Ike, you 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 he's still ceo of you know but just you worry about comic books and all this other stuff we'll take the movies and then he did this whole thing with the board member trying to get a seat 
on the board yeah. with some other dude. So that was that failed. So uh, he's had a couple of these power plays that did not go his way. So right, right. So yeah, that was part of the battle with um, when Bob Chapek was was still around. Is Ike had a, a basically a proxy, some other old guy that he's buddies with. He kept trying to force onto the board of directors with Disney, and um, they they fought and fought and fought, and and finally were able to. You know, just straight up say, we're done with this, this, you know, this guy, he's never going to be a board member. Quit pushing it. You're not, you're, we're not giving you power back and, uh, and we're moving on. And, and, you know, they rushed Iger back into office as the CEO and all that. So that's where we're at, kind of at now. But it worried comic fans because they took the whole Marvel Entertainment section of the company and declared it redundant. And it's going to be folded into the larger Disney universe. So they thought, uh-oh, does that mean they're getting rid of comics? But that's what Ike was the head of. So there was some speculation. The only way to even get around his contract, just get rid of the whole <laughs> get rid of the whole thing. So basically it was just, you know, throwing out the baby with the bathwater or whatever. Like, we just got to get rid of everything. And so there's hope that, like, okay, now Dan Buckley and the, the comic people are going to direct more. They're going to be... They're going to report more directly to Kevin Feige and that's like the creative side of things rather than the the bean counter side. of Right. Things. So the, the hope is this isn't a bad thing, the publishing side, that it's actually a good thing. But we don't know. Yeah, we, we'll have to wait and see. But, you know, since Bob Iger has come back, we have seen some some smaller um, moves back towards, you know, uh, guest experience. Um, focus focusing more on creative decisions rather than money decisions and just profit. I mean, they're always going to focus on profit, but you know, not so in your face. We're just going to charge you more and take away everything, and you will pay us, you know, everything. Um, to get those triple and quadruple profits, whatever their goals are, who knows? But um, so it's a good thing. And I actually did a interview with the wall street journal which this man is famously reclusive like was never photographed for decades certainly never interviewed but after he got laid off he had a few things to say (laughs) so it's he's basically admitting how frugal he is and the the headline i saw was like ike doesn't care how much money they make he cares how much money they spend he was so worried about what stuff cost that even these movies that made a billion dollars, he didn't think they should be spending so much on. So, quote, I have no doubt that my termination was based on fundamental differences in business between my thinking and Disney leadership, because I care about return on investment. All they talk about is box office, box office. I care about the bottom line. I don't care how big the box office is. Only people in Hollywood talk about the box office. So, yeah, he says, who cares if you made a billion dollars if the movie cost you know, half a billion dollars. He he wants yeah. to he wants to have cheaper product, even if you make less money. So he he was always worried about the bottom line, not about the potential of profit. Right. I mean, he can say that, but he's also the guy that tried to privatize the the veterans' office, you know, of our government to make money. So, mm, sure, Ike. <laughs> he also said, "I learned one thing about creative people my whole life." 
You cannot give them an open credit card. They're doing this for 30 years. Why would they change? And then later, there was no way to force the issue because the creative people at Walt Disney Company are very powerful. So that's reading between the lines. It was like people like Kevin Feige, like the, mm. these people, they don't know what, you know, they don't know how to turn a dollar. They, they just know how to tell their fanciful stories. So he did not care about their creativity or the magic <laughs> of Disney. He, he cared about the wallet, which that's an executive's job, I guess, if you want to give <sighs> the benefits of the doubt. Good riddance. But, but so we need a new idea. one. We need a new villain. I think you already found it. <laughs> what so, was yes. the deal with what was the DeSantis oh, thing? God, it's all happening in Florida, isn't it? Um <laughs> so yeah, we we've we've mentioned this also in, in past episodes that as kind of it's been happening. But um how you guys kinda asked asked me a little bit and I we haven't gotten into it yet, but what exactly is happening with why does DeSantis what's what's his problem with the Disney company? What is Reedy Creek? Um, all of that stuff, right? So do you guys know anything about Reedy the Reedy Creek Improvement District? Is that's Disney's like fiefdom they own they it, it's their they in, run it, they have their own fire department and their own Right. It's their they govern themselves. Yes. Yes. So it, uh, this was created, um, you know, basic in the times of Walt before they built any theme parks in Florida. This was part of the agreement because back then Florida just wasn't, you know, it wasn't the big tourism place it is now. The mouse brought all of that. And one way they did that was infrastructure because they, they controlled um, their property and the upkeep and... The development, you know, roads, bridges, bridges, um, just like you said, civil service, you know, fire departments, um, emergency people. So they have done this since the 1960s and they have always paid for it. A private business paying for all of that stuff on their property. It doesn't was not paid by the taxpayer. And after this whole don't say gay bill and the whole Chapek thing and Disney making eventually a statement about it, DeSantis just could not stand it and uh, was appalled that, that the mouse would, you know, not be in line with him, his values or whatever. Or, you know, who knows if those are even his values. It's just could just be political theater or whatever. But um, in that since then he basically enabled the state to not dissolve but completely take over Reedy Creek they renamed it the Florida Tourism Board of I don't know whatever it, they they basically took it over and um when they did that he appointed his own board members to it so it became a thing where the Disney company was basically appointing board members and they were in charge of Reedy Creek to DeSantis has thrown those board members out the door and instituted his own people to, you know, basically be against the Disney company and to make their life hard is what he was trying to do. Um, but before that happened, 
there were, you know, they have they hold public meetings. The uh, Reedy Creek Board did, and they made a few changes um, before DeSantis got his hands in there, and they basically kind of nullified the complete power of the new board. So they basically they the the old board passed a bunch of a bunch of things saying that like Disney would be basically in control of their all of their property for the next. 30 years. Um, they could develop whatever they wanted to. Welcome back. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis learned an important lesson this week. Don't mess with the mouse. The Walt Disney Corporation has come out on top, at least for now, in the ongoing power struggle between the company and DeSantis to control the previously independent area that houses Disney's parks in the state of Florida. A new document, first reported by the Orlando Sentinel, reveals that just weeks before the board DeSantis established to take control of the area came into power, Disney moved to limit that new board's control, unbeknownst to the governor and the board itself. And they did it, at the time, under perfectly legal ways to do it. The company also invoked a rare legal clause that makes the move valid in perpetuity or until 21 years after the death of the last living descendants of King Charles. For real. Yes, the king over there. The board said that they will challenge the document. The fight between Disney and DeSantis started over Disney's political activities, namely their support of the LGBTQ community, as DeSantis continues his push to curtail LGBTQ visibility. They also included, um, let's face it, Disney has a lot better lawyers. <laughs> they, they also included some wording in there um, about, you know, uh, power structure and who would be in control for how long. And, and you know, contracts are weird. Um, Justin Lowe would be a, I'm sure a really good person to explain all of this silver level patron, Justin Lowe. Um, but he, uh, he could tell you and explain to you, but they, they included some interesting wording in there about how, um, nothing, I don't know, something about nothing will really change power wise or control, um, over the district until the, until 21 years after the last living descendant of King Charles the third dies, which was kind of funny. So, <laughs> so what it sounds like is they, that it was kind of just a knee jerk thing that he thought he could get away with. And like, he didn't realize who he was messing with. Well, he thought he could just bully him into it. Yeah. And then and, uh, it's really stupid. I mean, how could you not think Disney was going to try and do something? And they didn't bother, uh, DeSantis didn't bother to send anybody into the last few, well, or probably any of the public meetings when they passed all this. So when it was turned over to this new board, they were just like, what, what happened? We don't, how could you do this? Uh, to Disney and Disney just kind of laughed and Bob Iger, you know, made a few choice remarks about, uh, about um, them trying to bully the company into uh, submission, which is really so dumb. But um, and so, then hosted like the gayest event you could so, possibly have. Had some international right. bring all your gays to Florida event. <laughs> <laughs> That's officially what it's called. No, um, yeah. So after that, um, you know, everybody kind of got a laugh about it, and then Disney announced they were going to have the biggest worldwide summit of uh lgbtq um summon the gay <laughs> <laughs> in the in the entire world this is going to be the biggest event 
Um, just to rub Ron's nose in a, a little harder. And then um, after that, it's really just become a pissing match. Um, after that, I think Bob Iger made some comments the other day, and now DeSantis is saying basically... We're not just going to avoid the development agreement they tried to do. We're going to look at things like taxes on the hotels. We're going to look at things like tolls on the roads. We're going to look at things like developing some of the property that the district owns. Uh, you're, we'll just, we'll just punish your customers. We'll, we'll punish the guests. We're going to get all these tourism taxes and, and push it and push it all onto your, onto your visitors, which, you know, I mean, way to get a vote, you know, let's, let's let's make Disney World cost more, uh, courtesy of the state of Florida. So yeah, it's, it's all just, it's silly. Um, and it was unnecessary because it really ticked me off at first because Reedy Creek is, you know, you would think a big conservative politician would love a big giant corporation, uh, using their private money to take care of, of, you know, infrastructure and, and where the public is going to be makes all the sense in the world. You would think to them and they just totally tried to destroy it. So, so yeah. Um, now we got to get a new song. Ike's, uh, Ike's packing it in and, and now we need something for old, uh, DeSantis down there in Florida. So, least for now we'll see if he sticks in florida or not dude the santa's went down to florida he was looking for something to steal <laughs> looking for a creek to steal <laughs> mm. it's all crazy well, god let's get to some of that uh disney uh Star Wars stuff we've been watching. That uh, Bad Batch season two ended. Yeah, I mean you you weren't liking a lot of these episodes. What did you think of the last? You know, several. I liked the last. Yeah, the last couple there were good. Uh, I. I'm thinking. What do you, I'm thinking? One more season, right? That's got to be the logical yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't imagine any more than that. Um. They got Omega, they lost Omega. Now we have to get Omega back, right? That's got to be it. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean I I was interested the way they left it where they're going to go with it. Um some you know, you know for the Cam Caminoans or whatever they're called and uh Caminoans, I don't know, yeah. but they um not got well, I don't what what's that guy's name? That new bad guy? General, I mean, uh, he's oh, like a what's uh, doctor? Uh, is it? Doctor? Yeah, doctor. He's yes. a doctor, Doctor Hemlock. Yes, but Hemlock. not it. Something like that. I knew it was something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, it was something um, silly. <laughs> yeah. No, and I then we had a we had yeah. a death. We had a death. So right, a pretty big and, one. And that was, you know, pretty cool way, cool line. He whips <laughs> out a cool line before he dies. And I, you know, somebody was taught. Said you don't believe that, do you? You don't think a guy at work was like you don't really think that he died? Do you? I was like, yes, I think he died. Yeah, I was I like, mean, this is these are clones, like right. in a time period when the clones need to be dying. Yeah, like exactly. so. So I feel like they might they need to kill somebody off eventually. 
Well, I, you know, I totally agree. Uh, as silly as this show can be, and and as kitty as it can be at times, some of the, you know, it's got some pretty serious tones to it. Um, yes. Yeah, so why is Wanda Sykes a character? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't. The children love. Wanda I don't Sykes. hate Wanda Sykes or anything, but <laughs> but her voice is so distinctive. Yeah. And. I feel, I kind of, she sounds, I mean, she's a, she is not young, no, you know, and she's playing a young character and it does not sound right to me at all. And I'm just like, it just is annoying. It annoys me. Yeah. I I actually felt before she was, you know, a more prominent character this year, I, I kind of felt the same way about Rhea Perlman, not that Rhea Perlman didn't match yeah it just oh it, it feels just, like it feels too gimmicky it does to have these voices yeah like it's like i would just just put a good voice actor in there you don't have to have them in there mm-hmm. the stuff with them i don't even like like it's that's the uh quest of the week stuff and <laughs> yeah. i just yeah. don't care about all that i want the over or i want the serialized stuff you know i want to know what overall arcing story yeah, and, and that's that's always the more interesting thing to me too. A couple, you know, there was a lot of speculation about that uh, about that uh, that that island location that whatever its name it starts with a P. They they were calling it in the last few episodes where they kind of find a mm. you know it gives you the impression that oh they may you know end up staying here they may have a home after all they found somewhere yeah. and. Um, there's a lot of speculation that 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 island may be on uh, on Scarif itself before oh, okay. the, before the Empire comes in and takes you know takes hey, over. Why not? So I thought their, that was their cool. uniforms look are getting more and more looking like those Scarif yeah up stormtroopers. Yeah, that's true. And um, so that was that was a kind of a cool little thing. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean. I want was, them to. I want good. to I, have a happy like ending, it. but I kind of feel like maybe they shouldn't have a happy ending. Yeah, I don't. Series. I, I mean, maybe let somebody survive somehow. I don't yeah. know where they're going with Omega. Yeah, I'm but, not sure. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm in for another season. I still like it. It's a, it's still good. It's yeah. great. You know, it I looks had, great. I had seen somebody, uh, somebody commenting. Um, about the uh, the tech character and you know it after that after it was pointed out to me i couldn't not see it but that character does seem to be a little you know maybe trying to be representative of being on the spectrum a little bit just how okay. he talks yeah, and, well, I believe that, yeah. and and i thought well that's kind of a cool thing to do to wrap into into this show yeah. and make it a little bit more interesting mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah i i enjoyed it I, i'm ready for another season i can do one more and be okay with it. Yeah. All right. Now all that leaves is some more Mando. Got a couple episodes to talk about. Mando. We got two episodes we have not spoken about. Episodes five and six. Some some interesting <laughs> some interesting stuff. I'm shocked. I'm shocked our group chat did not light up on Wednesday at what was going on. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Chapter 21, The Pirate. Uh, this found we return to Navarro and the pirates 
We're making their move for revenge. Pirate King Gorian Shard, the Swamp Thing-looking guy, brings his ship back and starts firing on civilians. That's old Salad the Hutt and Mr. Smee. You know what? I've been thinking for ever since I saw that guy, and then it really... I kept forgetting to say it till this week when I was seeing advertisements for this stuff. He's freaking... Uh, he's made of uh, Easter grass. <laughs> That's true. That's very appropriate. <laughs> I was wondering what happened to all that stuff when I threw if it away. A, if, a, if a peep like popped out of his ear, it wouldn't surprise me. Cadbury and Jackson's going to lay a Cadbury egg. Uh, so the leader of Navarro is our pal Grief Karga, and he tries to get a message to the New Republic because he needs help on this planet. Who does he get in contact with? But Captain Teva, who's that uh, the X-wing pilot, Mr. Kim? We've only seen him. Yeah, Mr. Kim. We've only seen him basically as a traffic cop out in the galaxy. I and love just, this guy. Yeah. I literally love this guy. Yeah. Like, He's got a great look. <laughs> oh, he is. One of my favorite Star Wars characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not some great hero of the Republic. Mm. Like he's, he's a big we're, we're, we're deeper into the bureaucracy here. Like we've been these last few episodes of like, he's got to run it up the chain, talk to his boss, <laughs> see what he can do. So he goes and talks to Tim Meadows, who is some mid-level yeah. executive. And uh, hey, the planet hasn't signed the charter, so we can't help them, right? So they're on their own. But uh, who was just so happening to listen into this conversation? Elia Kane, the uh, former Imperial who was hanging out with Moff Gideon. She just happened to be in the same room. And I, hate I hate this character. I hate her. She's one of my <laughs> least favorite Star Wars characters. I don't even remember what she tried, what she was trying to do, but she's obviously up to something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't remember either. But she wrote, but I didn't like her effing with the guy I liked. You know, she was screwing. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't want them to go help him, you know, because they weren't part of the alliance. Right. You know, wasn't that it? Like, you got to be part of the alliance. And she got the ladies' man to listen to him. <laughs> A lady. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so back on Navarro, grief evacuates the entire city of about 25 people out into the desert. Like this was such a small amount of people. He's it was. around out there. Yes. <laughs> we didn't have, we didn't have production dollars for very yeah, many, uh, CGI aliens. So we, we get the Teva is able to locate Mando beach. Thanks to rebel hero, R five D four. They're still in, they're still in contact. So he was able to tell him where the Mandalorians are. Now, this well, made no was. sense to me. <laughs> Why would he? How would he know to be looking for that droid? Because he like, sent out a signal or whatever. The droid did. Yes. This is not an important. This is not an important plot point. <laughs> I feel like it should be. This is not the droid. Because he's, he's like, oh, I found you. There you are. And I'm like, how would you know to look for that particular droid? Well, R5 the, he said like R five D four supposedly sent out a signal yeah. purposely to draw him there, and I'm sure it was coded with his. You know, all it only has to have R five D four on it. He knows <laughs> who it is. <laughs> Bad motivator. 
Mm-hmm. So they have uh, kind of a roundtable debate about whether or not to help Grief. Because um, they've been offered a tract of land on Navarro. If they if if they will help, yeah. he will give them somewhere to live. That's right. And uh, they debate whether you know, we should, quote, take up arms for a brighter future. And we think old Paz Vizsla is going to, because they're, they're not into it to begin with. He's always he's grumpy. Like, yeah. He, so I feel like grumpy, he's grumpy. Yeah. But he swerved at the last second and kind of talked him into it. He's like, yeah, this is what we do. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to. He's warm enough to old, for the future. old yeah. Din. So, yeah, the, the pirates have the run of the place. They get their drink at that school. They're hanging, they're hanging out and causing all kind of chaos. Uh, we get a Mando sneak attack and uh, some good action scenes. Uh, we got the Din and Bo in the ships above, and then we got a ground force below, right. including the armorer who beats a sniper to death with her hammer. <laughs> I thought it was pretty, even though I'd seen that in the trailer a bunch of times, that was a pretty cool shot of all the Mandos dropping down onto the city and everything from the mm. ship. It's like, that's pretty cool. They're, they're still pretty badass. Good for them. So they take down the, the whole pirate ship. Uh, what he kind of, yeah. he leads the smaller fighters away to let Bo-Katan you know, go at the main ship. Uh, they down the whole shebang, but the original guy who was the bully at the school gets away. He's like, I'll get you next time, Mando. And he, 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 he flies away. So uh, these pirate, we're not completely down with these pirates yet. I'm sure. So grief is, is happy. He grants them all the land from the Western lava flats to bullet Canyon. That's pretty cool. That's a little nod to, of course, Jeremy Bullock, the actor who mm-hmm, played mm-hmm. the original, Boba Mandalorian Fett. Boba Fett. You may not have a home planet, but you now have a home. So victory! They're gonna they're gonna leave Monster Beach and they're gonna bring their bird monster. <laughs> gonna bring their bird monsters, I'm sure, but we'll leave the turtles and other those, things. Those behind. damn things are gonna eat so many townspeople. <laughs> There's only 25 of them. They'll be yeah. hungry later. Yeah. So. Bo-Katan has a little sidebar with the armorer who asks her to remove her helmet. What is going on? This was so ridiculous. Like, this show, this is what I'm talking about. I'm just like, I was like, give me a friggin' break. You're the hard ass that said we can't do that. And and everybody's like traveling to different planets and trying to walk in the water. And now you act, you walked in the water and you didn't even mean to, but, and you had your helmet on, you haven't taken it off set. All right. You get to be in the club. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. Take your helmet off. It's like, you just make all this shit up as you go along. I think we've figured that out, (laughs) but she says not enough. Uh, it's not enough for a few to walk the way. All must walk together. The next age is upon us. And she tells Bo, you have walked both worlds. You're the only one who can unite us. So that's her logic that she's finally maybe started to bend a little bit that to get her way, if she yeah. can't be as strict as they have been. I still feel like these two know each other. I mean, oh, I from like know. back in the day, you know. I, I didn't get that at all, but I think who knows? Just like, okay, yeah. 
she's uh so and then she walks out there and they're all like what the fuck <laughs> she doesn't have her helmet on why am i sweating my freaking balls off here and she just gets to walk out of here explain that explain it to me armor <laughs> She doesn't have to. She just says, this is the way. And they all say, this yeah, exactly. Is this is another way. She says, it's time to retake Mandalore. So Boba's going to go seek others in exile and try to bring all the tribes together because we all got to be united. We can't be different systems, different uh, belief systems. And It's a good plan. We're, We're paying Katie Sackhoff too much money right. to hide under that helmet. <laughs> So that's the end of that story, but we got a little tag at the end as Teva is back in his X-Wing, comes upon a derelict Imperial shuttle. Yeah. Some better days, and all these details are classified. He can't figure out what this is or where it was going. So this is where he calls up an old buddy from Star Wars Rebels, Zeb. Old Zeb. Yes, Zeb. It's one of the main crew on Rebels, yeah. yeah. What kind of creature is he, Cliff? Hmm. Yep, he's an orc. No, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but you don't. Either. I was sitting here Zeb, trying to think. Baby. What Zeb Aurelius, Uh, what what species is he? He was. They were. They took the concept art for the original Chewbacca, and they made this yeah, species yeah, yeah, yeah. from that. Right. But I can't remember what the name of them were. But yeah, and it was a pretty cool shot at that bar too. Um, to see, did, did you notice Filoni and, and, um, uh, the other two directors sitting at the bar drinking that had played the X-Wing pilots? I assume that was somebody, but I didn't recognize. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So we learned that this was Moff Gideon's prison transport. Lassat. He's Lassat. There you go. And not only is everybody dead, Gideon is gone. There's a fragment of Beskar left behind. So were these Mandalorians who did it? I thought it was Palladium. Are we we framing? (laughs) Was it Percival Pickens who did it? We don't know his master plan. I just want all these shows just tie together. (laughs) We'll get there someday. We've got more than our wildest dreams now. Oh, my gosh. It can only get better. What a time to be alive. No, when the... uh, as there are rebel troopers floating in that dead floating in that, in that ship because it's been blasted open two thoughts. Um, going back to clone wars, my thought was the, the remember the super command, the Mandalorian super commandos that went to fight for the empire. Mm. I thought, Ooh, that would be cool. Number two. I thought, Ooh, was one of those floating uh, hands. Is that Cara Dune? Did they just, Oh, blast I'd, be her nice. away? I'd be nice. They should have said that. Should have had her like holding that medal she got. <laughs> just, just her head floating in space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be amazing. Tumbling through. Just her head and Luke's <laughs> hand out there. <laughs> so that's the end of that one. And episode six. I uh, I looked at Reddit that Wednesday afternoon before I had seen the episode. And the Star Wars discussion was like way at the top of the Reddit homepage. I bet. So I thought, I hmm, this must uh, be a really good Somebody play the wrong flute. <laughs> this must have been a really good episode or something controversial. Oh, shoot. I, I had a clue what I was in for. And actually, yeah. a friend of the show, Russ, was in that day too. He's like, have you seen that yet? I said, nope. 
is, uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. Like, he didn't spoil it for me, thankfully, but. Yeah. I wonder what knew, Russ thought he about knew it. knew what we were in for. Yeah. All right, chapter 22, Guns for Hire, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Blame her. Mm. I always like her episodes. Yeah. I love this episode. Oh, I did I too. too. I'm going to say I freaking love it. I love yeah. it. We all, we all unanimously love this episode. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And uh, I had not mentioned it to you guys because I didn't know how you were going to react, but I thought it was so fun. <laughs> all right. So this one kicks off. We're on a starship with the Quarrens, who are these starfish headed aliens. The captain sits in a water bowl. Yeah. In the cockpit. Cool so they that? come from the same planet as the Mon Calamari. And they're always, yeah. they're always. You see the fighting. ship, and you can, it, I'm like, is that a calamari ship? Oh well, same deal. Same. Yeah. These guys live in the same place. You know. Uh, that so, was pretty trick. I like that. The <laughs> wa- water going down into the floor and stuff. I like when they put the little fish in it, and she yeah, ate. yeah, <laughs> yeah. If they'd have like shook, I wish they would have like shook. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> if it so would have just been top. a box of goldfish crackers and dumped in yeah, there. So, was... so that was Captain Sugath, which is a Lovecraft reference with the tentacles on her face. Mm. Well done. Okay, so Bo-Katan's old crew shows up with an Imperial ship. This is Axe Woves. Yes. This is a character we know? Yes. He was in... Uh... He was in the previous couple episodes um, when we first were reintroduced to Bo-Katan, and he was uh, he was there. That's woes. That's hard to. That doesn't roll off the tongue. Nope. Mm, no. All right. So we find out that his little crew was hired by the Mon Calamari to recover one of their a princess or something. The runaway. They were in love. These two star-crossed lovers. Calamari, oh Calamari, wherefore art thou Calamari? And uh, so this is just a just a job to them. You know, it's not any, they don't have any politics yeah, at stake. They're says, privateers. Yeah, Mandos are honorable. All it, takes is a few, all it takes is a few credits. So they're out there doing their thing. Um, I don't remember why were they going to this planet Jitin and Bo-Katan I've forgotten uh, why um, they were going gosh there was a reason yeah I'm pretty yeah. sure oh, there was a reason well they were going they were going to because she's trying to recruit the Mandalorians yeah. oh so that, yeah. yes they were stationed there, there. Fleet, there. Yeah. The, yeah. that's such former, an obvious reason yeah her yeah. fleet they're yeah. all there so okay so first trip is to reconnect with their old crew on the outer rim planet of pleaser 15 best known for democracy and epcot globes Mm -hmm. yes this is this is if you defeat the empire you're gonna have some planets that just go full tilt (laughs) extreme democracy uh, and you know, I was just like, let's. I was like, let's just see what happens here. <laughs> this is looks like a weird place. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it looks like a paradise, but they get off the ship, and our first people they meet are Imperial droids. These black, 
Yeah. Evil looking droids. So, uh oh, Den don't like that. He doesn't like the droids. Oh no, he hates the so, droids. <laughs> so it looks like something might be rotten on this paradise planet. Um, they get on the this fancy hyperloop train to, to go to meet, go meet the wizard. Um, <laughs> so they're gonna meet the leader of this democratically elected uh, king and queen. They 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 uh, reveal the Duchess and Captain Bombardier, <laughs> which is stupid. It's like spelt Bombardier or whatever it is, but Bombardier. but you know that's how he would pronounce it. <laughs> but Doctor Pershing just took a DNA test. Turns out it's a hundred percent Lizzo and Jack Black yes. as these characters, which. Which was off putting and then it was delightful. Yeah, I freaking I love Jack Black. Like he just seems like one of the greatest people. And so I'm nobody makes faces better than Jack Black. He you know, he's half beard, half man now. And uh and she's his fan. She's a she's a big you know, she's posted all kinds of stuff grogu and all this you know she's like a fan of star wars so yeah. go for it i love it so in this world the duchess was the rightful ruler of Plazer 15 and bombardier was an imperial sent to conquer the world but they fell in love this these are recurring themes this like yeah getting a second chance yeah, you know, he these, went these, through the the amnesty yeah, the program amnesty. also. Yeah, rehabilitated. Mm-hmm. He's got a planet now. Like what? How, what he, some of these guys got it. You know, they they got another chance here. How would they run their so, yeah, planet? Is this, is this best case scenario? Like this is what we could hope for, right? After the Empire fit, right? Uh, so immediately she wants to hold baby. Who can blame her? <laughs> yeah, and I had that like... same thought. I said first. Madison's flute. Now, the world's oh, best no. puppet. What more will Lizzo try to hold? Oh, exactly. <laughs> hey. Just like, okay, great. Now our heroes can go do shit without carrying <laughs> that big accessory around. Because <laughs> that's all Baby Yoda is now. It's just <laughs> a thing that you carry around. And that's a slightly annoying, but okay. Yeah. Did, did you guys know? That uh, that we're going to a Lizzo concert next month. No. I did not. <laughs> we I hopefully you don't mean Get we like all of us. No, no, not not <laughs> like not we as in present here. Good. But, oh, uh, just you. yeah. No, uh, taking my daughter to a Lizzo concert okay. next month. Well, there you go. She better have that damn Grogu, or I'm gonna be pissed oh, off. Yeah. <laughs> or at least Jack Black. Well, if he came in and did a number one. Oh, uh, man. Burp, be all worth it. Burp, 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 burp. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we learn there's something going on. He takes him aside. It's like, yeah, it's not all perfect. There's these droid malfunctions that are happening. And he kind of explains everything that's going on, how their economy works and all this stuff. And will you please help us? And he replies, you had me at battle droids. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> He's going he's to go like, make a mess. He's like, uh, they, you know, super battle droids killed his family. You know, we, so he's like, oh yeah, hold my baby. Yes. He will happily go take them out. 
first person they meet with, uh, the person who seems to be running the whole droid. Uh, <laughs> this is kind of like, this was another thing where I was like, okay, well, that's the bad guy. Like, it, it's pretty obvious <laughs> when you cast someone like Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. You know. So Christopher Lloyd as Commissioner Hellgate. Yes. Running Great the Republican show. name. Great Republican name. I uh, didn't like how it went with the end of the empire, but yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he shows them some footage that I thought looked like the galaxy's funniest home droid videos of these droids malfunctioning. It's like these are just some isolated incidents, and there's droid the droids like chopping up yeah. vegetables. And flipping out, one's like humping a trash can. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with these droids. Uh, yeah, but he's a learned... separatist. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Duke was right. Yeah, we didn't learn that yet. But we're getting the vibe. We learned nobody button. wants to. Nobody wants to work anymore. That's just... I got this button here. <laughs> so, it looks like everything. It looks like the whammy button. Yeah, it's from, like the whatever. <laughs> the game the, show. Yeah, it's like, what? No the whammy, hell? no whammy, no whammy. <laughs> so he, yes, he could easily shut down all the robots and solve the problem, but the people voted not to. They like having the robots, even if a couple of them go crazy every once in a while. So right. nobody, nobody wants to work anymore. Everybody just wants which to this live is in a the robot this utopia. is the dream, right? This yeah. is utopia. This is yes. utopia. We get if, if this is like I mean, this is what I liked about this episode is they take they take you down this road and like, what about this? What about this? You know, and you're just like, okay, well, what what if hypothetically we got this? There's all this AI stuff going on. What if we actually pull it off and have them doing all the work for us? What if they take our jobs? What would be a good version of that? Exactly. Our, all we have to do is relax and do art. Yes. And, it, you know, uh, as long it's as all we want to do. We yeah. Just, yeah. Do what and you want to do. So that sounds pretty sweet. Hell honestly. yeah. I would chance getting murdered by a, a chopping robot. Exactly. Robot. Exactly. <laughs> I just would not go to the hibachi. Yeah. I wouldn't kick it in the shins. <laughs> I sure would not kick it in the sheds for no. That was so mean. <laughs> so they they leave Christopher Lloyd and go speak to the Ugnots who are down below. Who are oh my god! You want to learn oh. about droids? You got to talk to Ugnots. Yeah, right. They're just big Babu fricks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're kind of. I don't know. They're Babu fricks. He's a cute little guy. These guys are kind of. They're grumpy too. What's their job? What do they do? They're I don't they're know. welding and putting yeah, working on stuff. Yeah, they're, the, like, yeah. they're the blue collar yeah. guys. I wish they would, you know, like the ones on, on Cloud City, they, they didn't talk. They just snorted and grunted and made pig noises. Yeah. I kind of wish these guys would make a little pig noise too. <laughs> It'd be nice. They're literally pigs in space. Yes. We we, we need some <laughs> grunt around there. Um, so, yeah, they send them out to, this is the next droid that will most likely act up. And there's a line of them hauling boxes. And then just decides to start kicking them to see what, what, a see jerk. what happens. <laughs> what a Which jerk. is straight out of that, you know, those robotics videos of like the, 
you know the drones and stuff that you know, I've, I've seen those the, the little like dog looking yeah. things mm-hmm. i was like to see if I, yeah i was like feeling the irobot vibe and then he straight up it's chris rocks him he, he just the droid just does a will smith smack to, and i was like it's like this is iRobot. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that down too. I was like, "This is so iRobot." Oh, and uh, yeah, that, this was great. When that sucker took off running, I was like, "This is cool." I I like that. Like, uh, you know, that was neat. Ned chasing. Yeah, this is the. This was all like a cop show. This is a buddy yeah, cop show. So yeah, this was yeah. the foot chase. The perp. The perp's running. Yeah, we got to take yeah, him out. Right. Uh. So they end up. Getting to uh, thing, the robot has a thing on him from this droid bar called the Resistor. So they <laughs> which up- is a perfect name, perfect <laughs> double meaning. I loved that. I was like, yes, the Resistor. That is so freaking cool. So they pop in to get some answers, and I I heard a very clearly in my head. These, you know, we don't serve your kind here, but th- they yeah. weren't like that. They were nice yeah. robots. Again, like the theme of these episodes, they're looking for a second chance. They don't they don't want to be replaced and and torn yeah. down. Yeah. We would they love want, they want to help to people. serve you yeah. and get a second chance to live. You can do your art and do that. We just want to have a purpose and you know, hang out at this bar at night. And I was like, Yeah, this is mm. this is my dream. I I'm I've been talking nice to Alexa and <laughs> I'm, you know, I, I want to be on the side of this. And they said, the, 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 all the organics will die soon anyway, so we can help them for a while. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. not too worried about We'll be right. here long after they're gone. Right. So <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you quit kicking us. <laughs> so we find out that all the malfunctioning robots have the same drink called Nepenthe. You and reference hit us Shakespeare. Homer, (laughs) Homer's Odyssey. I know it is a drug of forgetfulness, that which chases away sorrow. Yeah, it makes you forget your griefs and sorrows. So it had nano mites, nano bots in it that did something. It supposedly like updates your technology it's like getting an update they can just put it in your oil or whatever this is which po- you know i mean is this like when uh did this happen when c3po got his oil bath and stuff right. did he get updated i remember things went wrong about that time too yeah <laughs> so medroid goes nuts and then has to dark saber it in half yeah I think just to yeah. remind us all, he had it. Yeah, I kept yeah. waiting on be... him to pull it out. I was like, what yeah. are you waiting on? Start hacking droids. And then it all comes back to Christopher Lloyd, of course. I felt a real <laughs> Judge Doom vibe going on here. He's, yeah. He's going to dip all these robots. Like, all these <laughs> robots are going to dip. Uh, he's a separatist supporter of the visionary Count Dooku. He's still... Uh, stuck in those times, and they zap him. They don't want to hear his his uh, <laughs> his his reason. They don't need a manifesto. Yeah, they said politics. <laughs> we don't need any of that. <laughs> so they solve the case. Detective Detective Din solved the case. They get the key to the city. 
She knights Grogu. He is now a knight of the realm. That was stupid. And we, and we, we <laughs> the I, I was just like, I was like, that cute thing didn't do anything. No. He didn't go on the, the, they did it. They saved the day. They went off, did all that right around, kicked the thing, chased it, chopped yeah. things in half, figured it all out, saved the day, caught the bad guy. I knight the, the <laughs> Muppet. <laughs> I was like, gosh, come on. Grogu ate lunch and, and got an award for it. I know. Played a game. Cheat, yeah, helped yeah. cheat her in the ball game. You know what? What if they should have like, uh, I mean, he's just cute to look at, but whatever. They should have like, you know, they put a camera on like an eagle's nest or something. They should just have like <laughs> a, a 24 hour live feed of ba- baby Yoda eating things during the during each episode he's just up in the corner and you're seeing what he's doing as as the episode right. is happening. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's just looking around, <laughs> chasing frogs. Yeah. It's like the puppy bowl. I don't want to yeah. watch the Super Bowl. I could watch right. I could watch Din Djarin being cool, or I could watch the puppy bowl. The Grogu Bowl. Alright, so with that out of the way, uh they let they let them go talk to the other Mandalorians. They don't seem happy to see Bo Katan. I freaking hated this. I I mean I like this episode. I thought it was fun, all that all that stuff, but this is this is what we assumed when we talked about this when that she killed that this was in the opening anyway before the episode they showed this to remind everybody that this was what was going to happen and you know it was about this fight where she picked up the dark saber and everything it's like it's like what can we pick the most anticlimactic way (laughs) to solve this this is a visual show here and they're just like doing paperwork here. Ugh. Yeah, so they're not going to listen to her because Axe is in charge now. So Bo has to challenge him. So they have to have a fight. And immediately, the minute they start fighting, I'm like, whip out the flamethrowers. I knew it was going to come down to flamethrowers. Yeah, it's a terrible fight. But, like, yeah, but it starts out with like jetpacks and knives and flipping around. And it was all right. They have run out of, they have run out yeah. of things to do with the Mandalorian fights. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I feel like somebody could think of something better. Yeah. We get, we get, we need to hire a new stunt coordinator there. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Uh, and why, why did they not just write it this in a way that those two had to fight? That's all. Mm-hmm. That would have been way better. So, yeah. So Bo-Katan defeats Axe. But they're like, well, you're not even the boss because he's got dark saber. So like, they weren't gonna listen to her anyway. Yeah. So he has to say, oh yeah, that thing that happened a while back. The yeah, you get the sword anyway. So like, <laughs> I don't know why they waited this long to do it, but for 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 what, you know, yeah. you defeated the guy who defeated me, so therefore you defeated me. Yeah. Yeah. Here you go. Take your take your prize. And they say the blade cool has returned that. to its rightful owner, and we get a shot. You know, a very yeah. you know. Epic Hero shot, ending the, the the blade. But yeah, it wasn't exciting, or it wasn't like yeah, because we had <laughs> not, talked not like at all. You know, doesn't didn't she earn the dark saber at that point? Like I know yeah, people have, yeah. have yeah. debated that the moment three episodes passed. ago. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So now it's just like, oh yeah, I forgot. Here's your here's your sword. Yeah. But at least it's over, and again, it's great when the thing we know they're gonna do eventually they did it and now we can get something else to happen that we don't yeah. 
No. Yeah. So, so they've basically you know, more or less redeemed Bo-Katan, her character. Yeah. So how much? She's just how, like, how, oh, so I get this and I can get my helmet off yeah. and still be in your dumb religion. Okay. How, thanks. how much? I, thanks, I guess. How much longer do you think she lives? I don't know. I don't know. I, if I, I'm guessing probably not too much longer. Like I, I was really hoping they would make her, and, and I mean they have made her, you know, back to her hero. But I would, I really would have. Well, and it may still happen, but I would like to see her, you know, have a little bit more redemption and carry on her mission. Well, she's still gonna go group gather all these yeah Boba Fett's together. We gotta get all the Boba Fett's together and all and, the axe wolves, and then uh. And then be ready, whatever. They're retake Mandalore. What was the plan? I don't remember. Yeah. Cliff knows yeah. how hard that is. That he's been searching. Oh. You got to search the bargain bins. You got to go yeah. to the flea market. Exactly. He's trying to get all the Ewoks together. He's yeah. getting yeah. all the wickets. Getting every every version of, of they, a Mandalorian. Yeah. Tough, I tough um, to find. complete your collection. Which we at this point we have to know that the Empire has got something to do with Mandalore, like. Whatever they're going into to take Mandalore, it's going to be a bunch of freaking empire because everything they went when they went there, who will who they get chased around by? Right, high fighters. Yep. You know, so why they don't want you there? We're gonna blow your castle up. Get the heck, go away. Don't ever try this again. It's yeah. like what what's going on? We know Moff so Gideon is, that, is coming back. Yeah, is that just Moff, Moff Gideon or is it the wider empire itself? Yeah, whole empire know. against them, or is it just this one know. guy wanting revenge? I don't know. Don't know. But we'll be here to figure it out. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. This is the way. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll do it for this Star Wars y episode of Kapow the Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a Jesse. And whether you've been with us all seven years that we've been doing this or whether you're a brand new listener we love having you we'd love to interact with you we'd love you to comment share like subscribe whatever sign up for patreon we're happy to share we are yes become a patron that's and we'll be very happy to share our kp penis with you (laughs) (laughs) that'll get him i'll get him in (laughs) <laughs> oh, we just got ten people right off the bat. <laughs> mm, make it rain with those patron dollars. Wow. <laughs> That's illegal. Oh my we gosh. have an OnlyFans or a what is it? Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Patreon? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sign up. Give us a dollar. All that money goes to server fees and keeping the show running and new equipment. We got new equipment. Now we got to pay for it. And, uh, it it can't just be Justin guys. So if you (laughs) like the show, sign up. (laughs) Ah, goodbye forever. Kapow. The pop cultured podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only sounds, music and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. 
All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow the Pop Cultured Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.